All righty, kind of, you know, settling back in, back home after doing a little bit of traveling. And uh, again, that Vegas trip was just unbelievable. But we're back. It is the Rock Stops Here podcast brought to you by my good friends at Lipton Window and Door. If you are in the market for windows replacement, door replacement. They are Tampa-based premier window and door contractor, serving Hernando, Hillsborough, Pasco, and Pinellas counties. They give you the best possible value for your dollar. They have picked, I'm talking about Lipton Window and Door, has picked the best manufacturers with the best products at the most affordable prices. What more can you ask for? Call today, 727-372-2455, 727-372-2455. You can visit their showroom. They're located in Newport Ritchie. Tim Lipton is the owner. He is great. Been in business for decades. Fully trained staff, factory back warranty. They live by three rules. Number one, customer service. Number two, fair prices. And number three, exceptional product. Someone at Lipton will always answer the phone. 727-372-2455. Lipton window and door. All right. I'm uh, the rock stops here podcast. Those that have made it to the top, my guest, he's still, he's still ascending. He's still surging. He made it to the NFL. I'm talking about the former Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker, Cam Lynch. Cameron Lynch, just talking to him, you could tell that he was interested in broadcasting back when he played at Syracuse University. Most of the pro athletes that I've talked to, whether they have been in MLB, NHL, NFL, MLS, when they're 19, 20, 21 years old, all they're thinking about is making it to the show. And... Cam Lynch was, of course, that same, had that same thought, thought process. But, well, you know what? He'll, he'll tell you about it here in the interview. He went to Syracuse University. Uh, he played for the Buccaneers and uh, he was in L.A. Ram. And I remember when he was here, he, great personality. He great personality. And I think that can take him far. I mean, half of it is you got to work hard. He certainly did that to get where he is. Uh, you got to be talented. Uh, but personality is a big thing, too. And he's got it. He's done some work with Drew Garabo on 102.5 The Bone in Tampa Bay. He was the in-stadium uh, game for the Super Bowl announcer with Scott Hansen from NFL Network. We all know Scott Hansen, the NFL Red Zone. Uh, so it's quite a career. He's still very, very young. And I'll tell you a good story on how I ran into him at Radio Row in Vegas at the Super Bowl. I thought it was his handler. I wasn't sure. And it wasn't until I got back here to New Jersey, I'm like, oh, my God, Whit that was Whitney Holtzman, his agent that we talked about, all those stories. But without further ado, let me bring in former Buccaneer linebacker and ascending broadcaster, the one, the only, Cam Lynch. All right, I am with Cam Lynch. Cam Lynch, the former linebacker, played in the NFL, has done a great job uh, in broadcasting. And I know 
first of all, congratulations. How you doing, my man? Thank you. Doing well. Doing well. Great to be here. I was here in 2018, first time. So it's going to be back in 2023. I live in Tampa from California, so I'm a Ram and a Buccaneer. So uh, I see I see some of my former NFL players, some, uh, former teammates. Uh, it's really cool to uh, be back on Radio Raw. Two-time Tampa Bay Buccaneer, right? Yeah, so I went from the Rams in St. Louis to Tampa, then back to the Rams, and then back to Tampa. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, almost, did you, would you mind if I, oh, okay, never mind. It's almost like having, you know, a, a dad and a mom and when, when they divorce, you know. Uh, that's what I went through when I was former mom and dad divorced. And so that's how I describe that experience, the Rams and the Buccaneers, is going from one parent to the next parent, you know. But I love them both, though. So I, people ask me, what do you want, which Rams or Buccaneers, and I can't say which. So I love them both. That's got to be hard, though. The NFL is a not-for-long league, and there's always so much talent trying to take your job. And there's a lot of pressure. I don't think fans understand that. So to help them understand, it's like business. So it's like any other business, right? In business, you have a position just like yourself, right? We have our broadcasters, Radio Row. There's 2,000 people out here who do what you do. What makes Rob different? Well, you're Rob, right? At the end of the day, you tell your own story. Your own story is unique. And so just like in football, you got to take that same strategy, um, whether you're on the field or not. It's from the, from the field to the boardroom. You have to take that mentality as, as of you are unique. You are, are your first you. And, um, yeah. That's how I've taken, uh, that's, my, that's been my mentality while I've been playing. Now, the NFL, I mean, it's young when they can say, okay, nobody wants you anymore. And all you've done, most guys, have just worked to get to the league. Um, and you don't go out on your own. What was the situation for you? Did you still want to keep playing? I'm saying so yeah for me retiring was great I played for four years I got the pension so I'm retired I got my pension so that's the biggest blessing people know like I said to make it you know in business people work 20 years to get pension for me I worked 20 years to get my pension right because I started playing when I was seven so retired when I was 27 so it's been 20 years but I played in the NFL for four years and I got my retirement so now everything's a plus radio roll seeing my people seeing my friends this is a plus and it's been a blessing now I remember you went to that broadcasting the classes the training yes you knew then that's what you wanted to do and then you wanted to start putting into work and learning what was that experience like I learned that in high school 2010 11 we want to say championship in Georgia but one of my buddies said, Cam, you're not great at broadcasting. He said, you're not great at trash. And I said, dang, okay, because he's an artist. You know, he's a musician. If I said, hey, Xavier, Xavier is his name, one of my best friends. I said, if I said, Xavier, your music isn't great, he'd be like, dang, okay, let me go work on it. So I did the same thing. 2011, and so when I went to Syracuse, uh, I was a broadcast guru school, right? The Mecca, I learned, I said, hey, I, I need to broadcast more. And so I have my own show called Cam's Cam at Syracuse. So every after every practice, I would interview my teammates. Just like Rob, you and I are interviewing now, I interview my teammates, say, hey, Rob, <clears throat> we're playing Pittsburgh this week. Aaron Donald's up. What do you, what do you eat? Are you eating your Wheaties or no? You know, who who you, <laughs> do you, what's your religion? What do you pray to? I, not your religion, but you know, who do you pray to? Because it's Aaron Donald. Sarah Nano, eat your Wheaties and get ready to roll. So every week uh, I would get reps in and I would have my collar shirt on. I would have my shorts on and my tape, my, my ankle tape from practice, straight from practice, called Cam's Cam on YouTube. That was my first chance really getting tape out there. And so as you know this, people ask you all the time, Rob, I'm sure, how do I do what you do? Get reps in. You know that, and so that's what people always tell me, and that's what that means. Get reps. There's Syracuse gang over there. Sorry, Syracuse crew. 
Syracuse go orange. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it is. Get reps in. And that's what I told the Syracuse students I just saw walking past in Radio Row. Get reps in. Be, be nice to people, and it'll come around. You'll figure it out. You've done the Super Bowl as a broadcaster? Broadcaster was a Super Bowl. <laughs> 2018. But that, that's from the NFL. They got us prepared through Radio Row. So, we went to Bowling Green off season in May at the Super Bowl. And we got it in, snowing out there. KJ Wright will tell you. We were out there in the snow and we were practicing. Producers were sitting behind us. They said, okay, we're gonna throw in this tape. We're gonna throw in this tape, this film from last year. I'm looking at this wall. They're throwing this tape. They say, <clears throat> talking to the microphone, let us know what you see. You another another person, play by play in color. They're gonna do play by play, you do color, Cameron. Let me know what you see. So this is 2018 and broadcast boot camp. Or yeah. And they said whoever does the best will broadcast the Super Bowl. And I, I did the best. And I broadcast with Talks for Radio. And it was the Rams versus the Patriots. And I played with the Rams. So I was with the Buccaneers at the time. So it was mind blowing. First game I broadcast the Super Bowl on radio, <laughs> radio row. And then the next one in 2020 was with Scott Hansen in person. And so the, the, the game, Buccaneers versus the, uh, the Chiefs, I was there. Uh, I was there broadcasting the game to my teammates, Levante David. They heard me on the loudspeaker. It wasn't on television, but it was in the stadium. So if you were there, you heard, they heard my voice. So to broadcast the Super Bowl, not go to the Super Bowl <laughs> while I was playing is tough, but to support my teammates and to call a game for them. You, as you know, you know, you, when you're a, a creative, when you're a journalist, to do that in the stadium and support my teammates, dream come true. So I, this is a plus. I, I'm just on cloud nine. I, right now, I'm just supporting other people now. I'm of service, you know, I'm giving other people their flowers now because I feel like I have mine. I feel super blessed, so. Here's the last one that I always asked yeah. everybody. You made it to the top in the NFL. As a broadcaster, you damn, you worked at it. You, you made it to the Super Bowl. What's the best piece of advice, Cam, you can give to a young person, whether it's in broadcasting, whether it's trying to make it in sports or in life? Well, Be what? nice. Be nice. It's important. Those reps, being nice, that stuff adds up. You know, I see Dan Orlovsky walking down here now. He was at Radio, you know, he was in Bowling Green with me. <laughs> we were in Bowling Green together. We were all together doing the broadcast boot camps, doing the hard work. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just cool to see him, you know, have, having his success. I'm seeing someone who's benefiting from our work that we've done. I started in 2018. I'm seeing Dan Orlovsky right now. I'm looking at him. You see him on NFL Network because he was in Bowling Green when it was snowing on his own dime. Mind you, in the NFL, we, we do these events, but we have to pay to get there. We have to pay the $2,000 to, to fly there, to book the hotel. If you want to stay in a hotel, thank you. If you want to stay in a nice hotel, you got to pay for it. If you bring your family with you, you got to pay. You got kids, you got to pay for it. I see KJ right, right there. You got to pay. So we use our own dollars to really get to the next step. And so I'm just seeing these guys, and it's really cool to see. Yo, yo, I'm telling him about broadcast boot camp. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see CCR guys, but I, I do have to jump, and it's great talking to you. You got it. Congratulations to continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cam. You know, now, so it was so funny. Radio Row was out of control. There was a lot of big names this year, just so many more stations from around the world, uh, digital, podcast, audio, video, teams, uh, stations. It was on. It was. It was something else, and it was in Vegas, and it was at Mandalay Bay, 
And you had the casinos right outside the media center, all in the same building. And just, oh, my God, getting an Uber, the amount of people and everything else. So there's so you're walking around. I'm looking for interviews. I'm this, that, this, that, this, that. And I see this lovely young woman. And she said, oh, my God, it's Rock Riley. Kim, you got to do him. He's a Tampa Bay broadcaster. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. And he was going to do WDAE, the all-sports radio station in Tampa, and he was going to sit down with them. And I, I, I didn't get formally introduced, but this young lady was very professional, great personality. She's with Cam. So, and I thought I heard the word Whitney, uh, the name, maybe once. And nobody really introduced me and and she was she was great and she's like oh i used to i used to watch your show or i listened when i was a kid oh god thank you but no it's only kidding around that was a long time ago i was at bay news 9 for 18 years and at night at 11 o'clock sometimes 10 30 had a half hour show live every night we did that for 14 years took calls no delay system we had a limo service we limoed in uh, athletes. We did highlights. We had a half hour. Everybody else is getting a minute, minute 20, minute 30 doing sports on TV. I got a half hour every night. So I didn't take it for granted. But boy, oh boy, once I'm out of it, you know, you realize how fortunate I was. But anyway, so she grew up in the Tampa Bay area. So I honestly, and I didn't tell her this, I did not know. I thought she was either public relations or cams handler or i wasn't even sure sure uh, were they a thing i didn't know and cam just said yeah ever since i've been with whitney whitney it wasn't until i got home that i have followed her on social media she's whitney holzman she is an agent she is an agent, NFL agent, agent to the stars. I've always wanted to meet her because I respect her. I know she's a Florida Gator. And I I, w- I was like, that, I put two and two together. So Whitney, if you're listening, Cam, it's so hysterical. I didn't put two and two together. You were the Whitney Holzman until I got home. And it was days later. And I was like, oh, my God. So thank you, Whitney. Thank you, Cam. Continued success, and I know you're going to go far, brother. Keep on, keep on grinding, keep on moving on up. This podcast, the Rock Stops Here podcast, is brought to you by each and every week, my good friends, and I put my name on it, Lipton Window and Door. Best value, all right? They are the premier window and door contractor in Tampa Bay. They're located in Newport Ritchie, Florida, serving Hillsborough, Pasco, Pinellas, and Hernando counties. Someone will always answer the phone. I love that. Lipton Window and Door, 727-372-2455. Or you can visit their showroom in Newport Ritchie. Factory back warranty, hurricane protection, replacement windows, patio doors, double hung windows, metal uh, storm panels. It'll reduce energy cost. 100% financing is available. They give... They donate uh, $100 from every job they do to Southwest Guide Dogs in Bradenton. There's only top quality windows and doors. Lipton, window and door, Newport Richie. Thank you, guys. You are the best. All righty. So we're back here now, and it's it's a fun time of year. You know, look, at football year, year-round, 
I wish the XFL USFL uh, merger. I I hope they do well. It provides a spring league. My good friend Anthony Beck, the former New York Jet, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, he was in broadcasting, ESPN, did a lot of games, known him for years. He's the head coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and they had the merger. Some teams dropped from the XFL. St. Louis is strong. That's a strong football community because they lost their NFL team. So they led in attendance, and they're getting even bigger. Anthony, who still lives here in Tampa Bay, his son is a college quarterback, uh, but he goes to St. Louis because he was named the Battle Hawks head coach, and it's worked out. He was like coach of the year, uh, tremendous. He loves it. So I wish them well. But for me, I put so much effort into the whole football season, and I knew when I was at the Super Bowl neighborhood party and it was outside. We had beautiful weather here during Super Bowl Sunday. I told it on the last, last podcast. I had come back from Vegas. I did the Johnny B show on the bone that night. I hadn't gotten much sleep. I was at a bachelor party the night before. I was intending to go to bed early and not do any partying and drinking and all that. Ran into the guys at, the, at this bar. Did not set it up. Keenan. My, oh my God, it was unbelievable. I woke up, a couple hours sleep. I was dehydrated. I made the whole flight, you know, cross country. I had to kill three, four hours in Tampa Bay because it's too far to drive home. Then I did the Johnny B show. Blah, 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 blah. So finally it was Super Bowl Sunday and I was like, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to chill. And I was out and, I, and my wife, well, they were doing something. Oh, she had to work at home shopping. And so she was going to be back for the second half uh, of the game, wanting to see the, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The halftime show. And all I know is, and my, my daughter ended up being at my in-law's house. And so I was here by myself and I'm out by my car and a neighbor, we, we just moved like, you know, seven months ago or whatever. So a new, a guy that's down the street, nice guy, just met him. His name is Kellen. And he's like, Hey man, what are you doing for the game? Where are you watching the game? I'm like, well, I'm just going to watch it here. He goes, hey, there's going to be a Super Bowl party right down the street. It's walking distance from here. You cross, you get out of this development, cross the street, go down, first right, big uh, cornhole, outside, party. You know what, man? I might, I might just do it. So I call Emily. How's it going? She said, okay, I'm going to pick up Addy on the way back. I was like, I'm like, she goes, do it. Walk there. I ended up, again, not planned out. You know, half hour before kickoff, I get the word. I grab some beers here. You don't want to go empty handed. I walk down there, put them in a backpack, show up. And man, it's packed outside, cornhole, big pop-up screen in the driveway, chairs, everybody's out, different stations for beer. I put mine in a cooler food, garage, TVs, good people, meeting some new guys, a big guy that's a cop down the street. He was there. Another guy, I recognize your voice. He's a cop in Clearwater. I was like, you you, you, you were on DE, Bay, Bay News Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? Hey, this guy's from Jerry, blah, 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 blah. I had a blast, but it's been a whirlwind. And you know what? That's the way to go out for the NFL season. Then I came back for the second half. Watched a little bit of the halftime show with my daughter because she was back here. And then with my wife and we watched the second half with the game.
But I mean, that's the way to close out the football season. And for me, now I get into covering baseball. The Rays, back to more hockey, NHL, Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, I was so invested with my Joe Bucks fan kickoff podcast and all my coverage on uh, Tampa Free Press. And, and, you know, I was all in. Now I need a break from football. And it's like, because then once it'll be the draft, you know, and then before you know it, there'll be a mini camp and then a little, you know, uh, these OTAs and then the break, summer break. And then boom, here we come, end of July. Here comes the real training camp. Then I got the juices flowing again. I'm ready for football again. Football. I like having a little bit of a break. I like covering different sports. I do miss seasons. That's what my brother was saying. So anyway, I'm back here. I'd been doing a lot of driving back and forth. I went to the Pro Bowl for two days in Orlando from Tarpon Springs to Orlando, came back the family stuff to do here, back down I-4, back. And I was like, oh, oh, the drive. So my brother texts me, Billy, and he lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, home of the Amish. I mentioned that to somebody the other day. My brother's like, oh, is he Amish? No, he's not Amish. He lives in a little town called Lidditz, Pennsylvania. It's that Harrisburg, Lancaster market. Lidditz is a really nice little town, great for kids to be grow up, you know, grow up in. And he's had a second career. He was a retired policeman in Lancaster, the city of Lancaster. He put in his time, and now he's involved with the school systems, with their security. And I'm really proud of him because he has done a lot of homework, a lot of studying. And with school shootings, from what he's found, the answer is not, oh, we'll get more cameras. Oh, we'll have an armed policeman or we'll put up a gate. No, it's why are these, why do these kids flip out? There's a pattern. It starts going down. You know, there's a lot of warning signs. That's how to try to, you know, at least curtail a little bit of this stuff. And so anyway... He was at a training session in Orlando. And I think he might have thought that it was a little closer, Orlando to Tampa. You know, if you're from outside the air, oh, if I'm going to Orlando, I'll see you in Tampa. Well, I-4 is a pain in the arse with the amount of people that are down here now and the snowbirds and families going to Disney? Are they pulling the kids out of school? I don't know, but it is not fun. And I've been making this trip on I-4. It's a, it's just a crappy drive. So when he texted me, I was like, oh, you know what? Let's meet halfway. Well, let's meet in Lakeland. You're coming from Orlando. I'm coming from up here. Let's do that. So he said, sure. And he was just telling me what he's doing, man. He he goes to two to three schools a day and he greets in the morning and then he will sit at lunch in the lunchroom with kids that are loners, kids that have got some issues, tries to help, tries to find out what's going on, give them a little bit of confidence. You know, maybe, maybe if he can turn one kid around, you know, and it, I was really proud, man. He's really doing something in his later years to make a difference. And so it was cool. We reminisced a little bit, but the reason why I was bringing it up is he was saying, 
first of all, when he got there, and I, oh, and I didn't realize, so it was Valentine's night. <laughs> now listen, I took care of my wife and daughter, make sure the flowers for my daughter, treat her nice card, let her know how you should be treated by a man. You know, that's good. Plant that seed now. Make sure you give uh, the, you know, my wife. We, for me in February, 10th, 14th, 26th. 10th is our anniversary, 14th is Valentine's Day, 26th is her birthday. So I got boom, boom, boom. It's up to me to come through. Came through on uh, the 10th, did little uh, limo action, took her to the, took us to the beach, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, get back, a little bit of chauffeuring around, loved it, she loved it, boom. Valentine's Day, a little something, something, boom, boom, good. Now we got the birthday coming up here. But anyway, um, so I said to Billy, we'll do that. Oh my God. So it was, uh, I knew it was Valentine's day. So I said to Bill, where should we meet? You know? And Emily said, you know what? Every time we've gone to Lakeland or something group, we've got to be uh, smoky bones. Oh, great. Barbecue or uh, meat. Billy would like that. Let's do smoky bones. Well, I swear to God, it took me, there was so much traffic and, Bumper to bumper. Usually, there's certain spots that you're going to hit it, but oh, this took me the roundabout way, not even through Tampa, then hitting, going down 75, blah, blah, blah. I swear to God, it took me like two hours. Two hours. Unbelievable. And I got there early, though, and I went into the Smoky Bones, and I'm like, it's 4.40 in the afternoon on a weekday. Why is there no tables? Why is there seniors? Now, my wife laughs. You're a senior. No, I'm talking about 70 and 80-year-olds. It was Valentine's Day. It's date. They're all going out on a date at 4.30 in the afternoon on Valentine's Day. It was, there wasn't a seat to be had. I'm like, I don't want to be with this. And so I go to the bar. Can you sit in the bar area? Now, my brother doesn't drink. He gave that up a long time ago, but I don't think he would mind if that was the only table. So I said to the bartender, what is going on? He goes, don't you know it's Valentine's Day, dude? Don't you see people in red? I'm like, no, I know it's Valentine's Day. I already took care of my wife. I get it. But this many people come out at, a, at, at, at the early bird special? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be here with my brother. I go to another place, packed as well. I'm like, what the hell? Off this Route 98, it's right off of I-4. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I see the the winners. It's a new uh, sports bar. I know they got one in Tampa. It's brand new. I'm like, there won't be that many dates on Valentine's night at the sports bar. Beautiful. I went in, not many people in there, and it was nice. I'm like, Billy, texted him. I know he's driving. Change of plans. Let's meet here. Perfect. Gave him the address. Got it. Boom. Worked out fine. But when my brother got there, he's like, I like the change of seasons. I think it would be kind of strange living where there's not really much of a change of season. I'm with you, but I have no choice. Look, life has worked out very, very good for me. I'm very, very thankful. I've had a good career and I'm still in it. The only reason why I'm kind of in it is because I have been in it and I'm known in this market. But 
I didn't anticipate being in a hundred degree humidity of 90% for so many months in the Florida. It still gets to me. I like the change of seasons, but you can't have everything. So I told Billy that I got it, but it was cool. And we were reminiscing and talking about when we were kids. And did you remember this? Did you do this? He said, do you remember? Did we not get what we put down on our Christmas list? Billy, I remember we got a lot of gifts. I don't remember that. I don't remember this. I got Anheuser's. My memory's not that great. But anyway, I remember the stupid stuff. So it was cool. It was kind of cool just, you know, getting to see him. And he's doing well. And we're all healthy. That's the bottom stinking line bottom stinking line um i was just thinking here you know okay so you got to do it up for your anniversary right guys and the guy always has to come through the guy doesn't get any presents i don't need any presents but i it's it's for the man anniversary nothing valentine's day i don't get anything and i don't want anything you got to come through on that birthday got to come through on that um i'm not a big like Look, I'm Irish. I'm Irish Catholic. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. I was born the day before. My brother, Patrick, and my father were born on St. Patrick's Day. So it was a big, big holiday, an Irish family. But I'm not big on the amateur night that you got to go out and drink green beer on St. Patrick's Day. I don't need a reason to drink beer. <laughs> I'm not a big on, you know, just like when, the, when New Year's Eve, like do we have to go out on a special night? Like, you know, we watch the ball drop here, but my wife was always, she's not a partier. So she's always like, oh, we should got to do something or all. I got to make sure we're together on, same, on, on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve. It's fine with me. Same thing with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I don't know where it is where you live, but here, if you try to go to an Irish bar on St. Patrick's Day, packed. Everybody's getting sloshed. And again, I don't drink green beer. I don't get putting in the river, these rivers here, green food coloring. What, doesn't that do something to the freaking fish or the wildlife? I know oh, it's supposed to be safe. Yeah, you see a river that's green. I don't know. I don't get it. It's just me. I'm not I'm not trying to be my... If that's your thing, that's fine. But I know that that's coming up. What you doing on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Nothing other than what I do any other day. <laughs> um, but I am looking... My point is, football's done. It was a great, great season. I enjoyed covering football this year. I enjoyed football more than anything. I think since the pandemic of not being able to go into locker rooms and seeing players and watching up close and things like that, that was taken away. I honestly thought we'd never be in locker rooms again to actually talk to players. I, I didn't. And But boy, oh boy, everything was back. And then seeing how packed it was in uh, Vegas. A lot of people were asking me, what was it like? I'm like... It was like covering a Super Bowl times 10, you know? And it's funny, too, because I post. It's it's my form of advertisement to get the word out about the Lipton and Window and Door Rock Stops Here podcast. Or if I have a Bucks kickoff podcast for Joe Bucks fan. Or what I've got on Tampa Free Press. 
Well, I post it, and that's hopefully drives you to click and, you know, check out my content. So I have not been around the lightning. I've been all in on football. Now football's done, so I'm going to be around the lightning a little bit more. So they had a press conference last week for uh, Brad Richards and Dave Anderchuk, who are going into the Tampa Bay Lightning Hall of Fame. Dave Anderchuk is already in the NHL Hall of Fame. And I looked at my schedule, and I'm like, you know what? It's in an afternoon. It's on a Friday. You know what? I lo- I'll go to this. I'll do something for the Tampa Free Press. Maybe I can get Richie or Dave on my podcast. But then I thought the night before, I'm like, oh, that's going to be in the media room. It's going to be at a podium. Uh, it's going to be hard to grab these guys and give me 10 minutes on the side. You know what I mean? You, you got to go with the flow. But I'm going to go anyway. I haven't been to the Lightning in a while, and I want to start covering them more now again. So I get there, and everything's cool, talking to some other media members, running a little bit late. And one of the the PR guy, good guy, comes in, and he sees me. And other media, you know, the camera people have their cameras set up. I already went and checked the microphone for audio for those guys, they asked me. I'm sitting there in row number two or three, and he, he says, Rock! Hey, how's it going, man? Tell me about this bachelor party. I'm like, oh, my God, he must have seen my post because that was one of the things on the last Rock Stops here, the bachelor party. And I just look like, there's a lot of people in here. And he goes, come on, didn't you say it on the radio? Or And he didn't know podcast. And he's just busting my chops. And it was all good-natured. But it was funny, and I'm like, oh, so he's checking out my posts. You know what? Let me give a little bit more lightning coverage here. And then, of course, Brad Richards comes in. He's with his son and his wife. When they come in with their family members and they do a press conference, once the Q&A section is, session is done and then the photo op, they were getting fitted for their Hall of Fame jackets, You don't want to be like, hey, Brad, do you have like five minutes and take them away? And his son is probably 10. I'm just guessing. And kids get antsy. And you know what I mean? You don't want to. I was like, no, that ain't going to happen. But I shook his hand because I covered the team. That was 20 years ago. 2004 season. We're 2024. Are you kidding me? That's 20 years ago. And at the time I was at Bay News 9, we, we had a budget. We traveled. I remember that year we went to Philly. We went to Calgary. Now that's 20 years ago. And this is hockey in Florida. And I remember going to Calgary. And man, I used to walk around and just do what I called a walk and talk. Didn't set anything up. Again, I had a half hour to do a special every night. And I walked around with my camera guy, Chris. And it was a sea of red, Calgary, flames, fans. And they had this big tailgate outside and there was a thing called, I think it was called the Red Mile, about a mile with a lot of bars and restaurants. There was a lot of partying up and down. And a guy, I'm in Calgary, Canada, Calgary, and a guy comes up. He's, hey, Rock, he's wearing all Calgary Flames gear and he looks, he unzips his jacket, he opens the buttons of his shirt and he's got a lightning shirt underneath and he goes I'm from Bradenton 
but I'm here with all these Calgary fans, so I figured I'll be a Calgary fan from here, and I watch you on TV at Vayner's I'm like, oh, boy. Okay, I got you. Don't worry. I won't give you up. And everybody was nice. Everybody was very, very nice. And it was kind. It was nice. It was cool. And I remember seeing the newspaper, the daily newspaper there, and on the front page. I'm not talking about sports section. I'm talking about the front page. Page two, page three, page four. It's all about the Calgary Flames. But what was interesting, now this is 20 years ago when we, and we had a charter of all media members going from Tampa to Calgary, whether you were national or local. It was really, really neat. And when we flew back to Tampa and they put the game on the wall in what's called Thunder Alley now. It's the plaza right outside Amelie Arena at the time. I think it was called the Tampa Bay Times Forum, St. Pete Times Forum. There were 10,000 fans watching that could not buy tickets. And this is 20 years ago in Tampa, Florida, and it's 95 degrees. And I was like, there's actually more fans outside here than there is outside Calgary. How about that? And that's when I knew. I'm like, wow, fans like the hockey playoffs. They like the NHL. Interesting. And now, and so talking to Brad Richards and and, and Andrew Chuck and Brad Richards was just saying, because he played for a lot of teams after Tampa Bay. I know the Blackhawks, he won a, uh, a second Stanley Cup. I remember he was on the Rangers. I wanted to get him on the podcast and ask him, because he's from a small town in Canada. He is a uh, Prince Edward Isle, isn't it? Uh, and and he is such a, like, a good guy. He lived in Manhattan in an apartment. What was that like? And he was saying, it was, he's a great guy. And he, and he was getting fitted for his jacket and he did a little presser and he's like, you know, when Vinny LeCavier, Marty St. Louis, myself, we were just kids. He goes, I was a kid. I didn't know anything. I never even played in the playoffs the year before they lost to the New Jersey Devils. And Dave Anderchuk had been in many playoff games and never been able to garner that Stanley Cup. And he's like, we were so young. There wasn't a lot of pressure. We were just having a lot of fun and just playing. And he's like, and then the years go on and then it becomes more pressure. Probably younger guys are faster and don't have injuries and they're trying to take your job and you're getting big salary and you got to come through and then you have wife and then you have a family and he even kidded around saying you know now at least my kids see that their dad doesn't just go and play golf every day I actually did something a couple of years ago but he was even saying that this lightning organization to see this group now and to see that this is one of the one, two, or three spots in all of the NHL that players want to play. That's coming from a guy here. He's going in the Lightning Hall. How about that, man? How about that? Not the original teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's incredible. It's incredible what Jeff Vinnick has done. I told you guys on a couple of podcasts ago, My, I, I know somebody that works in the NFL, and the NFL marketing team they came to tampa and met with lightning officials on how the hell have you been able to get sellouts every single night 
what how did you get this done and building around Emily Arena which it's it's an event to go to a lightning game it's so much fun pre and post game and right here and they're trying to take notes this is the NFL how about that it really is incredible. And Andrew Chuck, who still works for the lighting in the front office, he's with Community Affairs, the VP. And he was saying, you know, young fans, that this is all they've known is Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup final, playoffs, Kucherov, uh, Steven Stamkos, Hedman, such great players. This doesn't happen all the time everywhere. You know, fan, I hope fans aren't spoiled, man. It's a, it's a really good time. So it was neat. It was neat doing that. I'm going to enjoy. I enjoy the seasons. Like my brother said, I enjoy the seasons. I like having different sports to cover. I'll continue to be on now and then on either. Um, you can catch me sometimes on The Bone, on Johnny B, a late night show, 8 to 10, sitting with him now and then. Uh, every last Friday of the month, they always call it my, my, uh, my, what is it? My time of the month, you know, like I got cramping on DAE, the all sports station in Tampa Bay, the Pat and Aaron show. They've been really good to me and I appreciate that. I miss it. I do miss, I do miss being on daily show. Do miss it. But you know what? Life is good. Everything is good. And we're healthy. Thank God. Oh, my God. To my my brother. Well, he's not my brother. He's my good friend, Brian. Give him some positive vibes out of Denver. He's dealing with cancer. Uh, he's had an operation. He's undergoing heavy treatment. I just saw him in the spring. I hadn't seen him in so long. I ended up moving to Denver with my ex. No plans. Didn't know where to live. Saw a sign on a condo for rent, called it up, told them I was a national reporter, transferred to Denver. Not true. Got, they didn't even check. Uh, a girl had a condo. Boom. Moved in. Marriage didn't work. It was going on the fritz. She leaves. I stayed. I stayed another year. Said, I'm never leaving Denver. And Brian was single at the time. He lived next door. I became friends with him. He goes, hey, man. We got these guys we play basketball with like two nights a week. Would you like to come? Oh, my God. Yes. Went, hung, and then we'd go to the guy's house. We might go to the bar, drink beers. We used to watch the Denver Nuggets. And I became good friends. And I became good friends with Brian. And uh, that was a good time, too. And I told you right away, boom. Oh, tryouts for a men's baseball league. Boom. Go to the tryout. Boom, they see me pitch on the side. I'm a lefty pitcher. Boom, you're on my team. Boom, became friends with these guys. I moved to Denver, and within the first two weeks, I had a bunch of friends. Hung out with, played basketball. I was on a baseball team, drank beers with. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, and I got that word this week. So, I mean, my prayers, Brian, I'm sending the vibes right now, buddy. You be strong, and anybody, if you're going through anything, man, my my vi my strong vibes right now, I'm sending it through the microphone or to you. Hang tough. Hang tough. Must be a plan. And uh, let's try to enjoy every day. Uh, it's my, that's my motto. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. And remember, 
if you are in the market for new windows, new doors, there is only one place to go if you are in Tampa Bay. They are Tampa Bay's premier window and door contractor. That is Lipton Window and Door Newport Ritchie. Schedule an appointment, visit their showroom in Newport Ritchie, or Lipton will come to you at your home or your job site. Uh, fully trained staffed, factory-backed warranty. They've been in business for decades. Number one in customer service, in fair pricing, and exceptional product. Replacement doors, replacement windows, hurricane protection, 727 372 2455 Tim Lipton Lipton window and door they are the best tell them the Rock Riley podcast the rock stops here Rock Riley told me to go Lipton window and door hey guys thanks man I'll talk to you next week 